This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go. You know, the worst thing that's going on in baseball right now by not having any fans in the stands? What's that, sir? All those years that fans in secondary markets, and I'd have to call this one of those, that went to the game to yell, Yankees suck, <laughs> have, have just been sounding like idiots, right? Right, right. Because the Yankees are... Now the Yankees suck, and you can't go there and yell, Yankees suck. Yeah, we it's, can't ridicule we them. We can't yell, Yankees suck. What's going on what? I don't know, but yesterday, Adovino and, Adovino and Chad Green, two of their yep. good arms, gave up 10 runs Ooh. in one inning wow. to the Blue Jays, who are... Dominating in Buffalo, the hometown. I hope Buffalo is going to be one of the pods when we go oh, to the playoffs. Oh, we have to have a pod yeah. there, absolutely. Yeah, except the weather might not be that. I think in October our pods are going to be looking for a little better weather. Probably but, in uh, Texas and California. But the Blue Jays are now two games ahead of the Yankees for second in the East. Baltimore's right behind them, and they, they have the, the eighth spot right now. Wow, we have the seventh because uh, the because <laughs> the the beast the AL Central a beast they're they're third in the AL Central so you're you know the the, the top two in each division are automatic and then there's uh, two two wild cards through theoretically so uh, but yeah they're ter- I mean they're like five and seventeen or something I mean they're Oof. they're just been. Just been a complete well, collapse. It's and incredible. Boston gave up in February. Oh, they're terrible. You they're, know, so you'd think that they'd get a you know at least a couple of series gimmies. The other the Red day, Sox. yeah, and they have beaten the Red Sox more games in a row than they have ever or something. But uh, or they had a, a long streak against them. But the Red Sox, I, I noticed this the other day, and I this was probably a week ago in 2018. Which isn't that long ago. No. They were 108 and 54. Wow. They were 667 in the regular season, and then they were 11 and 1 in the postseason, right? Yes. Something like 11 and 1, 11 and 2. But in the regular season, they were 667. And a week ago, and I think it's still the same, they're 333. Wait, so they, they only like, lost one postseason game that year that they I think played maybe the Dodgers? Two, maybe two. Okay. Did they lose one of the Dodgers I and thought one they lost, other one. Because I, I know think, they won it there. I think they were. I think they're 11 and two. Okay. But, I mean, they killed everybody. Uh, 
So two years ago they were six sixty seven. This year they're three thirty three. Wow. Why do they give up? I well, it was money, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it? Well, money? they didn't want to pay Mookie, and then once they didn't pay Mookie, I guess they just. I don't know. I think John Henry worries more about Liverpool. You know, they own Liverpool, <laughs> right? and Liverpool's having a great year. I think they worry more about their soccer team. You know what, though? I think part of it, too, is I think Tampa's really good. I think Tampa's it's got a good a, club. Tampa's got like seven pitchers on the DL, and they keep, by the way, it's still a DL to me. <laughs> I love putting DL on Twitter because somebody uses always, it's the IL. You're so no, insensitive. It no, it ain't. It's the DLU. So... Did we anyway. get rid of that because we were worried about sensitive? Yes, were we very yes, sensitive? it was because okay. I think some disabled group thought it was. You know, I don't know what what I don't know what it did, right. but it offended somebody because I don't believe I don't believe you're supposed to call people disabled anymore. That's right. It's, uh, it's uh, there's there's some other term for it. Speak, I, I don't know what. Speaking it is. of the Dodgers, by the way, have you seen their run differential? Oh yeah, they're they're good. almost at a. I think it's ninety eight or something. Yeah, like that. in a sixty game season, That's... they're gonna. I mean, if you're ninety eight in a, in a full season, you're winning ninety games. And right. The narrative has always been these last couple of years are oh, the Dodgers finally going to get one, and of course, watch them win it in a year. Mm-hmm. No one's allowed to go to the games. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Well, they would have had. I would think, although with the wildfires out there, maybe not. But I would think. The Dodger Stadium will be one of their pods. Oh, for sure. And yeah. uh, I, I, I don't know that it's, people keep writing. Why is baseball not announcing this that they're going to play in pods? Are they? You, are you convinced they're going to? Well, so everybody's ESPN. Everybody else is reporting that that it's going to. Uh, you know that they're going to play in pods, but nobody's done it. It will be. I, 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 they might be trying to find out if Milwaukee is going to make the play. I suppose they would like the local team to be in it, even if there aren't fans, right? Sure. But maybe not. Sure. But if you're going to have one in the Midwest, it'll have to be Milwaukee because of yeah. because of uh, weather, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other places are. I don't think they want to go to Florida, do they? Well, wouldn't they have not it at- only because of the po- the pandemic in Florida, but the hurricanes are coming in left and right. Yeah. You know, there's there's two more waiting to come in. Well, wouldn't an ideal spot be Texas's new ballpark? Yeah, they got a roof, and uh, yeah, I, I bet it would be. Except I don't think the Rangers are going to make it, but no. that's okay. What they, they, it's not that big a deal. By or the way, Houston. Houston's lost five in a row. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose Texas will get one of them, I suppose, and Arizona might too. Sure. Even though it's, you know, it'll be. But did you see? It's it's been a little toasty in California. I saw. Did you see that in the suburbs there was a reading in L.A. of 121? Not only did I see that, Patrick, but I texted your Monday Night Sports mm-hmm. Talk co-host and I said that global warming's going to kill us all. I yes, said, yeah. that is. <laughs> well, we will cover the uh, gender reveal scandal on <laughs> Monday night on the Tuesday version of Monday Night Sports Talk. <laughs> Although I think that is a record. For acreage, isn't it? it? I believe beat so. the acreage for the previous wildfire in Arizona by, uh, I think we're up to 7,000 acres on this one. The beauty of that. And they said, I saw a headline say, uh, family that started fire will owe millions. <laughs> what, are, what are you going to do? What if they got like six bucks? About every other moron who does a gender equity, uh, gender, not equity, gender reveal. reveal. Yeah, they got three hundred and twelve dollars, and they set off a bomb. You know, 
But you're gonna all, we're going to send you a bill for millions. No, you know what you do? Well, maybe we'll get into it later. Yeah, but, we'll get into okay. it. Okay, all right. So, so uh, anyway, I you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a lot of gender reveal talk because <laughs> I saw, you know, as, as somebody on Twitter after I tweeted it out said, I really love it when they go bad, but not this bad, you know, <laughs> right. not that you're destroying, you know, California is already burning. Yes. And you add this. And then, of course, the woman who got killed. You know, yeah, we knocked off grandma. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a 50 two-year-old right. grandma, not some doddery no. old 90-year-old grandma who had 20 minutes to live anyway. This right. this woman's whole life was in front of her. <laughs> she did make it through. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Uh, so yeah. we got a doubleheader today in uh, St. Yes, Louis. St. Louis and two starting pitchers. How about that? Jose and Randy. Now, you were explaining, because I see they have a couple of days off, so the yes. Cardinals so wanted to play the a So the Twins were off on Thursday. Yes, sir. They were scheduled to be in St. Louis Tuesday and Wednesday. The Cardinals were not off on Thursday. Okay. The Cardinals had other duties. And then the Cardinals missed what? Damn near two weeks, right? Pretty much. And so the Cardinals are in this long stretch playing all these seven-inning doubleheaders and not having any days off. And I think baseball came up with the idea, and the Cardinals did too. Okay, let's get the Twins down here for this one, you know, on Tuesday, and they can play seven innings twice, and sure. then the Cardinals can have a day off on Wednesday. Okay. So that's uh, that's that's where that came from. And you can do things with the schedule now. For instance, I'm sure this was originally a night game, right? Sure. And now they're playing it at two, two and five or something two like that. Today, yeah. yeah. I mean, whenever they get done. And maybe even earlier if we can get her done in 145 like that, that uh, one uh, the other day. Yeah. I was very upset. I was at that one. I wanted my money back. 145, <laughs> for God's <laughs> sakes. I said, I said, I want my money back. Some guy said, how much did you spend to get in the game? I said, eight-mile round trip. Gas isn't free. Right. <laughs> you know? I, had to, I had to drive uh, down and forth. Now you're reminding me. Do you have a Lou Brock story? Did you ever have the oh, chance? Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't. No, I didn't deal with him, but I have a great Lou Brock story. Lou Brock uh, played his only minor league season, Class C Northern League for the St. Cloud Rocks. Really? 1961. Played for the Rocks. He was 22. He'd played four years at Southern University in uh, Baton Rouge. Okay. Uh, you know, all black college. Not all black, but what do they call them now? Sure. You know, historical black college or something. And I'm sure back then it was probably all black, 1960s. And then he, I don't know what he did for a year, and he got signed sometime in 60 by the Cubs. Okay. And the Cubs then sent him to St. Cloud. They were the, they were the, I think they were the Rocks. I don't think they called themselves the Cubs. They were the, this Northern League was a full summer league, but sure. back then you had Triple A to Class D. You had Double A, Triple A, Double A, A, B, C, D. Okay, they were a C league. D league was like you know that that was the bottom. Okay, and the the C league, the Northern League, was went on for probably twenty five years as the uh, as a full season league. And you used to pick up the Minneapolis Tribune in the morning. They had Northern League standings and results, you know, and that. And uh, there was eight teams, uh, Winnipeg, uh, Aberdeen, 
Sioux Falls. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure where they are, but St. Cloud was in there. Duluth was in there. Duluth was in there for all uh, forever at beautiful Wade Stadium. Sure, but uh, the the Rocks. Lou Brock shows up. He's 22 then, which was probably a little old for that league. Hits 361. Uh, won the batting title. 14 homers. 82 RBIs, 38 stolen bases. Didn't lead the league in stolen bases. They didn't. They must not have had a manager who liked him. But here's the story. Uh, Mike Augustine, the late great Augustine, was uh, was a. I think he had dropped out of college. One of the few. One of the times he did that for financial reason, and he was Joe Long's assistant sports writer at the St. Cloud Times. Okay. And Augie was covered, if Joe didn't cover the Rocks game and be the official scorer, then Augie covered the Rocks game. And Lou had a long hitting streak, and try as I might, looking through the, I think it was like a record Northern League hitting streak. Okay. 29, 30 games, something like that. And, uh, but I couldn't find it. I, I The Internet's got a lot of stuff on it, as Sid said, the Internet's, but... Uh, <laughs> But I, I couldn't find it, and I was hope you know, and most of those St. Cloud guys I knew were no longer with us, you know, that would that would have known were around yeah. the team then. Yeah. So for whatever it is, thirty games, Lou hits a ball in the first inning, at first second inning, maybe second at bat, goes by the shortstop. Augie calls it an error. Streak ends. Oh no! Everybody in town sc- screaming at others, screaming up at Augie in the. In the in the press box, yeah. it stood in a little tiny place that stood on top of the uh, the grandstand. Yep. At, at, uh, and uh, everybody's mad at Augie, and the team afterwards are all screaming at Augie. The only guy who didn't yell at Augie was Lou Brock. Really? Yeah. Lou said, "Lou said I thought it was a hit, but you made your call, and you know, and Augie, you know, Augie was the kind of guy who, you know, you're not going to watch replay." No, you know, right? And uh, and Augie was the kind of guy that I saw it air. You know, I, you know, I couldn't go back and change it just because of popular opinion. But that haunted Augie through many beery nights when uh, uh, <laughs> Augie's twenty five thirty go tos. When uh, you know everybody's got their go to stories, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got maybe a hundred. Augie might add three hundred, but. The top twenty-five, thirty—that was one of them. When oh, he, when Lou Brock, when he didn't give Lou Brock, and and I think Lou Brock was like the Baggio when he got stopped, then he came back and hit another fifty yeah, in right. a row or right. something like that. So, uh, I I'd love to be able to find out, but the little see the Rocks then came back after the Northern League folded as a as a full season league, came back as a short season league. With a you know rookie type young mm-hmm. player, Charlie yeah. Walters, Chucker. Oh yeah, Charlie was sure. Walters pitch for the Rocks, and I when they were up there, I pitched. I covered the Rocks. Augie and I covered the Rocks. I covered some of them. He covered most of them. But uh, Albie Pexcamp was the beer salesman, and Albie was. Uh, uh, we would say, would one one four report to the press box. Which meant we wanted four beers, you know. 
up there in the press box. And Albie, of course, to keep the secret, to say, how many? <laughs> He'd yell up there. But one night, I wasn't there one night, but one night there were quite a few guys up there, and they were getting full of beer. And Augie said, would one one case report to the press box? <laughs> But, yeah, it was a casual because oh. it was an afternoon paper, right? Sure. So you would cover the game, but you wouldn't. You would write in the morning. Sure, You know, sure. you would go write it in the morning, <laughs> early in the morning. One, one, one case. case with one, one case. But, uh, God, I'd like, I got to find out. Uh, I got to find out what. Uh, what the hitting streak was, okay. and uh, but I don't know how I'm gonna, so going to. So what you're to. saying is Lou Brock had a very different response than the Twins pitcher who reported to the scoring, saying that I only had nine yeah, earned Vic runs. Vic Albury, Did, the late fast Victor Albury, who died about a year a year later, uh, Key West. He grew up in Key West. All right. And uh, uh, and God, uh, and <laughs> yes, the Twins. Uh, the Twins were in. In was it Kansas City? In Kansas City for the opening series, and they won six to four, I believe. And this is, I think, seventy-five, maybe six. I was a beat guy, and they won six to four on the first night, like yep. the tenth inning. Sergio Ferrer was their shortstop, and he scored from second base when Amos Otis fell down to his knees catching a fly ball out near the center. So he went two bases on a sacrifice fly to make it 5-4, and then they got another run. They won 6-4. to four. The next day, Bill Hands made what I think was his first start for the Twins, and they got beat 23-6 to six or something like that. He got. I used to drink with him. He was a merciless killing. I mean, he just, and I think it was 22-3. So he didn't come back to August, right? Yep. And that was Brett and Otis and Willie Wilson and just they just on that turf and they'd hit him in the gaps and it and was like kept watching a bear go around, yeah. man, because they all could run and you know Brett had hit sixty five doubles a year and Amos, I mean they everybody could run, Brett couldn't run, but Brett but he was could a hit. great hitter and they'd just <laughs> keep him going. And uh, the and the that was really a fast turf and it was a deep stadium. You know the power alleys were yeah. deep and and so they come back and get beat eighteen to four the first time out. So sixteen half innings they gave up forty one runs. You know the first time, but Vic gave up ten in August and called the press box to complain to the scorer Sid. Sid Boardman, I believe, or Dell Black, one of the two. They they were the two ball riders. We called them Sid Boardman and Dell Black, but they were <laughs> nice guys. They were good guys. But uh, uh, they called up to complain that only nine of them should have been earned. <laughs> Did he have a point? I don't know. It was just Victor. Only nine should have been earned. I was the guy at the end of the road trip who had to borrow him ten bucks to go see uh, right. Deep Throat. <laughs> Was right down the hill. We stayed downtown then. Uh, what was the name of the old Mulebach, I think, was the old hotel downtown. And the, the porn theater was like a block down the street downtown. And Vic needed 10 bucks to go see. Yeah, I mean, just think of how much they were charging. Talk about a ripoff. No doubt. The porn industry in 1976 charging 10 bucks for a movie. They Come needed on. the internet back they, then. They did. They a lot did. of stuff They're on that like They needed competition. <laughs> yeah, they did. Because they had a, they had a uh, 
you know, and I, audience, well, there, was the market. No, yes. there was no place else to go. <laughs> I don't even know if SpectraVision existed yet then. So. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that was, uh, that's my little Brock story. There we go. Augie, that's a great one. Augie, uh, Augie ending his hitting streak. <laughs> but uh, I, I was around him, you know, a couple of times when he was being honored and stuff. Really a gentle, gentle fella. Yeah. A quiet guy. And uh you look at his numbers for about a ten-year stretch. Wow! Why did the Cubs ever give up on him? By the way, I I, I, I never oh, knew the story. There's some idea that it was racism, but I don't buy it. That they didn't want to have that many black guys because they had Ernie and Billy Williams and really. But I, I don't buy. You don't that. buy. It? I've okay. read that, but I I don't buy that. Because was he? I think they thought they needed. They thought they were were getting better, and they thought they needed pitching, and they thought they had extra outfielders. Because you look at with the Cubs, he was. It, it's, it looks like he maybe sometimes didn't play against lefties or something because, like, his first year he was a regular center fielder, but he only played 923 games or something. And this Ernie Brolio was supposed to be a pretty good pitcher, but uh, but it lives in Cubs infamy. Oh, Brock for sure. Brolio, Brock for Brolio is uh, the battle cry. And, in fact, worst trade in the history of Chicago baseball until – James Shields. James Shields is acquired for Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes. in 2017. So well, it's one thing 16. to trade a Hall of Fame player, but to do it to your biggest rival, yes, you know, yeah, the that is unbelievable. You that's think- that's what's amazing about it. That's that's what you know. Old time Cubs fans are now dead, probably, but that's what really irritated those. People. Not only did they trade him, they traded him to the Cardinals, and he shoved it in oh. their face for eighteen years. I mean, you it's know? not on par with Babe Ruth, but it's no, that's it's close. Yeah. It's close. He was, uh, you know, he was an uh, uh, unbelievable player, and uh, yeah. But a Saint Cloud Rock only. He had four other games in the minors. He played in Saint Cloud, one hundred and twenty-eight games or something. And then he had four other games. It must have been a rehab. It's, uh, it looks like it was a rookie league okay. team that he got sent down to one year. He must have been hurt because that's the you know, in his twenty-one year career or whatever it was. He only had a sure. Now, meanwhile, the other guy, Tom Seaver, who died right before him, another great Hall of Famer. Uh, I did have the opportunity to uh, interview him. How'd that go, Pat? He's in a, in a group. Usually three, four guys. But if he's I think he was probably okay with the home guys that he knew. Sure. But uh, easily the most condescending human being I've ever been around in my life. Oh, wow. Okay. It was unbelievable. That's <laughs> It was unbelievable. You couldn't ask him a good question if, if he handed it to you and said, <laughs> please ask me this question. He'd still abuse you. He was a condescending uh, uh, jerk, that's for sure. Well, and I, I remember- guess... Uh, I, uh, people say that he mellowed out a little later in life. I don't know, but he was bad. I think did, I think he thought that he, you know, he was New York and he was sure, in on he was sure. in on all that that the tabloids and sure. he was the hero. And then he had somebody in town didn't like him. Was it Dick Young? Somebody wrote nasty stuff about him, and and he was used to that whole thing. And I think he just thought he was out here with a bunch of guys with cow dung on their shoes out here sure. in the Midwest, and he just didn't—he he missed New York, I think. Because uh, didn't he do TV after them? He ended up working in media, didn't he? Or am I am I thinking of somebody else, Seaver? Because I know—I re- I thought I recall him doing some World Series games or something. That I, sh- I should look it up, because it's always funny when 
the guys that treat the media like that end up working in the media after their career, whether coaching or playing, is over with. Because the same guy was uh, the hockey coach, uh, Tortorella, who would oh, just yeah. abuse oh, the media. Yeah. And then all funny, when he's out of a job, he goes and works for ESPN yeah, yeah. or whatever. Oh, he was... Uh, I love him, though, just because of that 24-7 that HBO had on before <laughs> yes. that New Year's. Him and Lavalette yes. might have been the two most foul-mouthed, oh. miserable human beings I've ever heard of in my life. But and, it was... <laughs> And you have a deep appreciation for a guy that can use profanity with such art. Yes. Uh Hey, by the way, speaking of Mike Augustine. Yes. That ballpark in Springfield. Springfield. Wowzers, did they do a great job down there with that ballpark. What a great tournament. I, You know, we were all skeptical that we were even going to play town ball back in May. Yes, yes. And for them to not only... In June. And to, you, had to, you had to become renegades to play. Well, you know? our first game was you guys, you guys middle had of to, June. You guys had to wait for the governor, right? A lot of places. Right. You know, well, almost I, everybody in the DRS yeah. couldn't use their facility. So we ended up scrimmaging Union Hill over in La Center. Uh, that was our first game. And I want to say that was around June 20th. So we started really late this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, boy, did they pull off a great tournament, both Milroy and Springfield. Well, and they, uh, give them, I, I talked to Freddie last, yesterday afternoon during the game. I wrote something last night that they posted today. And uh, you got to give the board credit for all the problems they had, man. They, uh, they had that political infighting. Yep. Uh, Richter and Hartman left. Uh, and uh, they had the... You know, they had the people wanting them to start playing now, and the other people saying we got to follow. And and they Fred was considered kind of a compromiser when he got elected. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, he's a lawyer, and uh, but they they got their act together and found a good location, second location in Milroy and Springfield. Hung with them all the time, and moving B to Shakopee was a great idea. Yeah, and that's a fantastic ballpark and and the, their attendance their tickets sold were over 14,000 which is almost normal yeah know? now one way they did that was you had to they, buy it for each you game. had to buy it yeah. for each game which was new I don't know what's it cost I seven bucks so yeah seven so bucks it's, was, it's not. Was and obviously concession business wasn't like it had because you could only have 250 people there right. for the biggest right biggest game but uh it was uh they pulled it off, and yeah. uh, I, I I've seen that Milroy Park. I guess you got to Milroy too, right? I went to both parks on the first weekend. Mm-hmm. No, excuse me, the second weekend. I I took in both both ballparks because I wanted to watch my Carver Sox. Mm-hmm. They were playing in Milroy, and I watched the St. Patrick Irish uh, beat Rochester in Springfield. So I did both of those in the same day on the second week. Now, did you see my map for the new 494, 694 <laughs> corridor that we Not have? Not only, Patrick, did I see your, <laughs> did I see that picture? That was heavily discussed at the Class B uh, game. Oh, yeah, Shannon having won three in a row. But I asked Freddie yesterday, he said, listen, he said, they won like three of their games by one run. He said it's yeah. not like they're beating everybody fourteen to two no. or something like that. He said they he said they know how to win. In fact, and, uh, they, that's that's perfectly so stated. Yep. I don't think, you know, I don't think we're gonna have the new map with that long line going out there to the southwest <laughs> to the end of right, Carver County. Just, <laughs> just no, just goes right to the little dot where the Carver where the 
Chad Acid Ballpark is at the high school and then comes back, but uh, kind of like a, the stem on an apple. Yes. But uh, but uh, not now, not after three in a row. Well, and what's, if it gets to five, we might have to. Uh, what's funny too is uh, their game, the championship game. They're playing Moorhead. Moorhead was in control pretty much that whole game. And they hit a uh, Arnold hit a two run homer in the yeah, bottom of the right. eighth, yeah. and that's how they he's ended the up winning. He's the manager, right? Yeah, he's the manager. It's nice to have a manager who hits home runs yeah. out there instead of the one they used to have. Because his dad ran the club the last couple of years, and his mm-hmm. dad just retired. You know, he, he wanted to do some other things, and so Brandon just kind of took it over for him. And yeah, he's he's a good player, really good player. Uh, Speaking was, of Saint Cloud, he's a Saint Cloud. Is uh, yeah. Meesville your third ballpark in twenty three? Yes. yes, and I heard they're going to have B. That's the that's the hot rumor. That's, that's the hot rumor. rumor. I yeah. think it was the 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 NBA president sort of indicated to me that B might be at Meadsville and you guys would share C Fairbone and Dundas. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I don't know if that's all of it, Dinah. But I believe that once the two he said that two thousand twenty three will be a hundred years and a hundred tournaments, not a hundred years. And uh that then after that they might consider the B sure. thing, but they they want these. I think they want enthusiastic bidding for the 2023. Yeah. Well, they I, got they got Cold Spring Watkins and St. Cloud is one. And uh, yeah, they, I told yeah. Krieger. I told Krieger on Saturday. Um, I said, why don't you have it almost regionally, where you can have one portion and you can do you can space these out over the course of the three different weekends, but. That would be fun. Have a pocket of games in the Stearns County, St. Cloud area. You know, I just thought, you know, why yeah. not try something well, different? Well, they want to, uh, but the state. I mean, the state board finances itself with the right with the state tournament, and right. so does. And I mean, let's face it, awarding that tournament has done wonders for ballparks in the state of Minnesota. For an example, it's uh, yeah, yeah, Faribault, uh, yeah. New Prague, Watkins, for goodness sakes, Springfield. Uh, look at the well, New Ulm, two and a half million dollars, and now they don't have a tournament. But uh, that's you got to, you know, city council. City Council should have told them in June. Nobody would have been mad. I, I'm sure you were tagged in these as well, but there was a guy um, who, who I'll interact with once in a while on Twitter and basically said, I drove you know 2,000-whatever miles over the course of three weekends. I never spent $1 in New Ulm. He was very <laughs> upset with the New Ulm City Council. Well, that's, uh, you know, they uh, they panicked uh, well, you know, when they— Pulled the plug in the middle of July. Everybody was really, the, you know, with the increase coming back again, people yeah. were in a in a panic. And the original vote was only three to two, so it. Right. Uh, right. I I do like a city council though that makes their decision without any public input. So uh, <laughs> nobody had a chance to go to the no, council meeting and express not. an opinion. Absolutely so. not. So anyway, I have to get a little bit of abuse. Uh, I talked to you on the phone yesterday after my guy. Joey Grody, my shortstop for the Lakers, yeah. had not one but two wins on yes. on Saturday. After not being not good <laughs> enough to pitch for the lowly Lakers. I loved your line as, no wonder Chan Hassan fired your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so did Joey have to take part in the slaughter yesterday then? Did he, uh, uh, the 12-run? I uh, talked to him when I first got because I didn't get there till, uh halfway through the second inning. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him, He had because it was pouring. Yeah. And he had the hood. It was hooded, raining that hard. It was raining pretty good all the, the whole game because they had moved it up. It was supposed yeah. to be a 1 o'clock game. They moved it to 11. 
to avoid the rain, and of course the rain stopped at about one thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's you know they, they were trying to do what's right, and so anyway, uh, I talked to Joe, and I said, "How you feeling?" He said, "I can't lift my arm." <laughs> <laughs> so he said, "He said he the adrenaline. If it had been a close game, he would have given it a go." But mm-hmm. boy, can those Fairmont boys hit! I Ooh. do like the. Uh, uh, Freddie Ruff told me this: Saint a, a town like a town, whatever the hell it is, a stop on the road. Saint Saint Patrick has a ballpark, a Catholic church, and is there a little store there too? There's a bar. Bar. Okay. Well, that's all you need. That's all you need. But the Catholic Church owns the ballpark. Okay. So when Saint Patrick wanted permission to resume playing, yep, the entity they had to go to to get permission was the the board of the Catholic Church. Sure. Which is also the board of the city council and the baseball board <laughs> for St. Patrick's. So right. they uh, they they were able to get permission. Uh, I always love Now they don't have a grandstand. You sit on a hill? No, they, they no, they've got a little uh, little no, no grandstand. I'm sorry, no. Uh, uh, but they uh, always a little have little set of bleachers. Well, here's why that ballpark is great. Number 1 because it's it's a beautiful park, but number 2 if you got kids they got nothing to do but roll down the hill and burn energy, man. They're they're wiped out by the end of that game. Uh, uh, Freddie told me that the the battle for foul balls at St. Patrick is looks like World War One. So you in are the tunnels. You are familiar with my two, <laughs> yes. uh, my eight year old and my five year old, who by the way just went to kindergarten for the first uh, time this morning. Uh, he came down to the dugout to inform me. He said, "Dad," I said, "What's up, bud?" You get a dollar for fall balls here, <laughs> and in the fifth inning, five bucks. There's one five dollar ball. Yeah. Five, yeah, one inning they give five bucks for fall balls. My ki- my youngest, he's gonna be a middle linebacker. <laughs> he was knocking over everybody. You ever just get be- one? He got one. Did he? He got one. The dollar ball? No, he got a five dollar <laughs> oh, one. Oh really? Oh, he he might have mowed over six <laughs> kids just to get that foul ball, yeah. man. Well, anyway, they pulled it off and. Uh... <laughs> And in fact, the preacher goes, "Hey, Leland, why don't you take this?" That was like you know an uh, old game used by. Uh, why don't you run that up to the concession stand? Did he, he try it? He, he did try, it, but that was uh, no, that, they, that was uh, shot down. They, uh, they, they probably <laughs> hey, had the that. stitching's wore out on this ball. <laughs> My old man, I remember one of his great promotions uh, was no mosquitoes at the fold the ballpark. Sure. They tried to. This was '56. They tried to play pay baseball again. Yep. They tried. They they kind of bowed out of that in '52 or three, and then went back into the Western Mini in '56. Springfield, New Orleans, sure. Marshall, sure. all those. And that was about the end of pay baseball too, because TV was get TV basically put an end to sure. pay baseball. And but the. Western Mini was a Class A league, and New Orleans and Springfield had high-priced talent. And, and he, Jack McCartan, the Olympic goalie, was the old man's third baseman. He okay. was a, he was a, a uh, All-American baseball player at the U two, a third baseman, and uh, and and they had they had three four other guys, but the attendance wasn't what it used to be, you know. So he one night advertised free uh, twenty-five cents. Anyone who can bring him a live mosquito, you know, because no mosquitoes at the ballpark. It's been sprayed. They were all over the place. There were thousands of them. All these kids were bringing in mosquitoes, and he'd look and say, he'd look and put it between his thumb and 
thumb and index finger and squish it. See, that's not a live mosquito. Well, yeah, that one's dead. <laughs> that one's dead. These kids, <laughs> your dad's a cheater. I said, you're just finding that out now. Right. You know? what the this hell? is news to you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've never dealt with him, obviously. Yeah, that's what you, whoosh, he was squishing them. They were mad at me. Everybody's mad at me. They oh. want to beat me up because the old man wouldn't give them their, you know, quarter was money back then. Yeah. So, anyway. But look at that run that Fairmont had, Pat. They beat St. Patrick, who I yeah. thought was the best team in the DRS this year, even though they didn't win the region. New Prague ended up winning it. Uh, they beat them. They knocked off Jordan. They beat Buffalo, who was really good this year, mm-hmm. and Cold Spring. And I'm forgetting the Rockies another... in the semis, right? Yeah, and I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting who they played in the their first game. Uh, they got uh, they got three Beckers though, Oof. including Luke, who was the best. Was he the MVP? I presume. I believe so. I believe they flew so. him in. He's playing in a wood bat league in Kentucky. Some college league right yep, there yep. no he was he was already a pro so he, he got he got reinstated somehow and right? you know who the leadoff hitter on that team is don't you not fairmont that the minor league team he was playing for ben revere really yeah he was playing with ben revere so somehow he was eligible though because yes. what so what the rule the this year was because of the unusual circumstances if you were on the playoff roster of your same team last year, you didn't need to play in the four games that you normally okay. would this year. I think he did play, though. He was playing early this yeah. season, and then that thing, and it became kind of a camp for, it became a little league for players who didn't have minor league teams to play in, right? Yes. I think that was it. Yeah. So, but they flew him in from Kentucky, I heard, and uh, they had a... Uh, and I, they flew him in for the weekend, and he got to the airport, and he didn't. He wasn't impressed with the prop plane that was going to fly him to uh, Springfield or wherever. So he, he drove it, I guess, and, and made the game. So, yeah. but uh, he might be a little too good for that league. Yeah, well, they had, and I mean, not to make excuses for St. Patrick, but they were just out of pitching. Their number yeah. one starter had unfortunately caught COVID, and he wasn't eligible because mm-hmm. he's down at down at Mankato. And so they, they were just trying to piece together p- pitching as best they could. And they had my guy, 41-year-old Billy Dunker, on the mound. <laughs> and uh, Billy said, I, I kept throwing so it, and they, they kept did hitting Did they it. play nine? Uh, no, they played eight. Yeah. eight uh, was it seven or eight innings? They did not play a full The score nine. didn't. It was like 12 all 12, in the fifth. 12 rep. And then, uh, yeah, 12 anyway, rep. your state champs, Minnetonka. 15 and 15 titles since 97. Uh in three in a row. And Fairmont, this was their third, one in 1959 and one in 1930. Woof. This is their third one. They got a great nickname though, the Martins. Yes. They're named after that little bird, that yes. little barnyard bird. <laughs> yes. Not the uh, they've been the Martins forever. They were they were a hot shot team in the in the uh the the pay leagues down there back in the, when I was a kid. So yeah, Fairmont always had a lot of good baseball. And you'll love it too, because in the program, I in fact I have it sitting over here in the program. They'll list you know the teams and all their state tournament appearances. And Krieger yesterday was getting a little guff. The the the, the Green Isle run. He said, "Huh, not a lot of B mentioned in here, Joe." So it was still <laughs> he said, "No, no, we always play by the rules." You know, it was but it's great. I, that's well, he's uh, ran into serious competition. He invented the Minnetonka. <laughs> he invented the, pipeline. the Minnetonka pipeline, but it's it's been uh, it's been uh, dipped into by the Chans and others, right? Well, and, and not not to mention Plato. I mean, th- those yeah. two teams, you know, they both went with a complete youth movement this year. Both mm-hmm. Green Island and Plato did, where they were playing. I remember they got 
Green Isle had a kid, I think Joe told me, that was 17. Well, St. Patrick yesterday had a 16-year-old kid in playing right field for him. I uh, kid. I basically went to Shakopee on Saturday to see the great Joe Driscoll. Yes, sir. Uh, who, you know, recovering from the stroke he had last year in last uh, summer of 19. And he drove himself and is uh, he's doing okay. Good. But he... Uh, you kind of got to remind him of the of the great stories, and then and you know, and, and then he'll get going. And of course, there were he showed up, and there were like five agitators there, <laughs> and they started telling Joe stories that were <laughs> there's there's an endless supply of them. And then he just said, uh, you know, the uh, when he uh, when he was in Red Wing playing in Red Wing for a couple of years, and and he basically would sleep in his van. But they, they would give his home telephone number as the ballpark, the phone, the pay phone at the ballpark. <laughs> there was other Joe story. Because, you know, he started as a kid at LeSueur and played there as a high school kid and then ended up three-sport athlete at Southwest State. You know, wow. quarterback in football, great basketball player, best baseball player, hell of a hitter and pitcher. But not an academic. Academia was not his the, he he majored at, in baseball. He ended up at some JC <laughs> after that, okay. and then uh, and then he ended up with those Arlington teams that were '79. Arlington, he was the MVP when they that Arlington had two different runs of dominance. Mm-hmm. You know, did he have a stint with Dundas too, Driscoll? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. I think maybe he was only drafted by Dundas. Okay. I was thinking it was uh, that Billy Nelson's the guy that was when he. Somebody asked him where his official address was, and he said the treehouse at his house. <laughs> he built one for his kids. But it wasn't Joe. It was another guy. I okay. can't remember who it was. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the, 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 now that they got the laser, man, oh. now that they got the laser, they could just figure out how far away well, you are. The old, the fudging, the oh, that, fudging yeah, the line no is, uh, that doesn't well, work. I anymore. told you the great new market story from last year. They had, uh, the kid. Oh, I, I can't remember his name. Um, great pitcher, great, probably mm-hmm. one of their best players. And they were still class C last year in 2019. Yeah. And, uh, we were at their, we, you know, they slaughtered us at their park mm-hmm. and, uh, there was a tent outside of the cemetery that's right by their ballpark. And I said, Oh, what's, What's that? He goes, Oh, that's Tony's house. You know, <laughs> kid from Arizona that came to town. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a tent sitting up there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, it's amazing, Tom, all the stories. Oh, it's the, great. The best one I ever had was uh, the kid from Dundas who was the MVP one year, who was a Dundas, you know, had mm-hmm. played there, but then he got a job in California. Oh, a, yeah. A, a, yep. An executive job in, in Wells Fargo or yep. something, you know. Good job. He'd work his ass off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, catch the red eye, and then Sunday night, catch the last, or early Monday morning, you know, because you're gaining time, catch the flight back to, uh, he'd come in on the red eye Thursday night, and if they had two games in a weekend or a tournament, he'd play, I think he missed like one weekend, he'd fly in, because he had a you know, he was making money, so yeah. he was okay. And he, I can't remember what his name was. I did a column on him, but he ended up being the MVP. But flew in on weekends from L.A. <laughs> to play for play for the Dukes. That is dedication right there. And that's why the baseball board did everything it could to make sure we had a season. Because yeah. you could have been like Legion Ball or somebody else and pulled the plug early. But uh, the, 
The players wouldn't allow it. So yeah. uh, the players and the organizers and the groundskeepers and the fans who uh, go to ball game, you know, the 120 fans that go to a ball game at St. Patrick every every Sunday Absolutely. and people like that, they wouldn't allow it to happen. We should uh, offer an accolade for uh, Michael Pineda. Yes. Uh, he has been a – he has given enough life to this rotation that you can now – see them doing something in the postseason. You think and, well you, you think he can take down a lineup? Like a good a, I think he can for six. Okay. You know, you gotta get Trevor May and Duffy. What is going on with and May? May's been bad and Duffy's been not invincible like he like was. Like he was early. And Taylor yeah. Rogers yesterday, really good though. Yeah. He's the bites back on the slider. So, because I was driving home, I was only able to listen to him on the radio. The bite was back on his slider, so he's throwing good again. I mean, that happens, but uh, but uh, Pineda, all of a sudden, you got Maeda is good, and you you got a chance with Barrios, you know, sure. And Pineda's been really good, and Dobnik's now your four starter instead of your ace, (laughs) instead of your second, right behind Maeda. So, uh, so you know, they uh. And and older is he someday might recover from that bullet he got hit by. So what is he coming back? I don't know. He's got a big bruise on his chest still. I guess I don't know. Wow, what a year he's had. He takes their money rather than hitting the free agent market, and then people just start giving away millions. He would have gotten four years, sixty million from oh, somebody. You know, he took the he took the seventeen. Figured he'd have another good year. Uh, was you know, heard at the start of this year, pitched what twice, three times, and uh, then he got hit with the rock. He's, he's. I mean, the guy's gonna, the guy's gonna be a, you know, get an eight million dollar contract from somebody for a year next year. That's, uh, you know, he's gonna get the uh, Homer Bailey contract. Yeah, don't you think? he's really good. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get the Homer Bailey. Yeah, we we still got her Homer. We don't talk about Homer anymore. No, well, we, no, we did last week because you had no, mentioned. No, I mean we don't. I mean the Twins. We oh, don't, the tw- we, we don't, don't even mention. We him. don't look at it. How's Homer progressing? No, it's. Uh, I mean, like. Uh, it's apparently a terminal illness. Do you we think that that uh, money they set on fire is still burning? <laughs> yes, you think that it they... could be. It could have been a nice weenie roast, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's the bay. We, we gave you a lot of town ball, but it's a very, uh, you know, it's 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 been a very eventful year for town ball. And uh, congratulations to Shakopee and Springfield and Milroy for helping the uh, Minnesota Baseball Association pull it off. Absolutely. All right. And... This lively conversation has been brought to you by the great Josh Arnold. Mr. Money Talk. Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. I bet you don't know what's in your mutual fund or ETF. If you can't take my bet, then you better call my friend Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, to find out. Why? Because Josh frequently sees a common mistake with new clients in that they are allocated as high as 50% in impaired stocks. Now, you may be asking, what the heck is an impaired stock? I have no idea, so that is why I work with Josh. Call Josh for your no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to find out how to get the garbage out of your 401k or IRA. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. Just ask for Mr. Money Talk at 952-925-5608.